Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome back, everybody, to Game Over Ottawa. I forgot to mute the stream on my end, so I think that might have bled through a little bit, but uh, we got it now. Uh, Maude and Charlie back once again to review another Senator's loss, unfortunately, tonight. But hey, at least it's not as bad as the last one that you had to sit through, eh, Charlie? Yeah, this one this one was a later game, but I'll take a later tight game than a 7 nothing loss. Oh my god. I'm, you know, I'm just happy that... so. I was supposed to have my buddy Justin on for that, and he's an Avs fan, but he's on vacation, so he couldn't make it. Mm, that's so that's right. probably a good thing. I didn't have to listen to him <laughs> gloat about a 7 nothing win. Yeah, that would have been awkward as hell uh, after a game like that. But uh, yeah, just tough game for the Sens today. Like I feel like halfway through the game, I was feeling pretty negative overall, and, and now I'm not sure whether or not I want to try to spin any positive takes today, because I feel like they did battle hard overall. Yeah, it was a that was a real bummer of a first period, and I was kind of I was like I I I mean I, don't know, I was I was done with the game I think after the first period, and then they typical sends mm-hmm. right start really strong shots are five to one it feels good down by a goal immediately following that they just don't play the rest of the first period and then they show up for the last forty like. Exactly. It yeah. kind of it kind of felt like flashbacks to that uh, big losing skid in November where we play really well and outshoot the other team and then we don't tie it with the goalie pole. It was just another one of those games. Uh, but we'll we'll get into that some more after we have a word from our sponsor. Think, Think you know, know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, so as I said about maybe trying to spin positive narratives i want to i want to ask you if you had to pick like one thing out of this game that that looked good to you that you're that you'll take out of this game and and maybe have a bit of a positive narrative was there anything that stuck out to you i think jbd had his best nhl game yeah i think that's a big one um i mean other than i mean the usual stuff the whole team looks terrible and when the whole team looks terrible, the, the usual suspects look good. Stutzel looks good. Sanderson looks good. Kachuk usually looks pretty good in, in, in those scenarios. So the first period overall, I think basically everyone but Sanderson and JBD looked horrible in the first period, more mm-hmm. or less. But then yeah, like I think I think I think Jacob Bernard Docker had without a doubt his best NHL game. So I'm gonna take that as my main positive takeaway from this one. Yeah, I, I liked that uh, Sportsnet had a little highlight reel of him after the second period, too. I don't know which uh, yeah. which broadcast you were watching if you saw that, but that was nice of them to highlight the strong defensive plays that he had tonight, especially for a rookie player. It's uh, usually yeah. usually rookie defensemen, you know, are pretty play a pretty quiet game, just trying to fit in, right? So it was nice that they found uh, some good clips to show of him. He had some huge shot blocks tonight, and uh, yeah, and he didn't end up getting an assist on the only sends goal, but he was actually key on the breakout. Uh, made a good read, saw that we were going to get the puck, and jumped up in the play at the right time, and uh, ended up getting the shoot in on that play. So yeah, it was just, just an awesome game from JBD. 
Yeah, really, really happy with that. Um, yeah, like you said, really great defensively. He had that really great outlet pass too. I think it was Stutzla mm-hmm. um, from like the right side of the defending blue line all the way up to the left side of the offensive blue line. For I think it was Stutzla on that place. So just all around, yeah, really, really good game from him. Yeah, I think we're getting to a point in the season where we have to be kind of focusing a lot more on these young guys. And uh, as we've said many times, uh, getting more guys up from Belleville to get looks at them. So I think this is super encouraging from JBD. I Like as a rookie, you can't expect every game to be that good from him, but uh, we should right. definitely be giving him an extended run of games at this point to see just where he's at and how consistent he can be. Like it does worry me a little bit that uh, since Zaitsev is injured, that they might just put him back in when he's back. And then, because obviously Zub will come back in. I don't think there was any uh, updates on his injury after last game. Was there? Do you know? I didn't see anything. I did see that they were talking about um, leading up to... I, I, when was it? like? So I know they were talking about like putting Zaitsev with Shabbat again with all Zub's out. But I guess, yeah, with Zaitsev hurt, it's not, not happening. But um, God... You want a negative takeaway? I'll throw a yeah, negative go takeaway. Shabbat looked awful. Like, like, like worse than. I mean, it's a rough season for him anyway, but like worse than usual. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, it's just his decision making, right, and the speed that he's thinking the game and seeing the game just feels like a second yeah. too late all the time. I think like we praise JBD, but like in the first period, especially, um, I felt like that pairing was just kind of bobbling the puck a bunch and messing up their passes. And they were under pressure from, uh, the opposing forwards a lot. And I didn't think they were dealing with it, uh, too great. Obviously they got better as the game went on, but you're right. JBD was definitely the guy kind of carrying the pairing tonight. And that's not what you want to see. Yeah. That's the thing too, right? Like I, I know like everyone already loved Zub coming into this season, obviously. And I, as much as I kind of, I, I kind of started as a meme, right. And then mm-hmm. just this guy ends up being the best, like shutdown guy they have. Shabbat like really needs him. And, and even as good as JBD is like, I do think JBD has the potential to be like a top, like, like, like your defenseman on your number one PK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a matter of Shabbat be like overthinking. Like I'm paired with a rookie. I need to, you know, overthink every play because of that. I don't know what, what the problem is there, but yeah, Zub Zub needs to come back again. <laughs> yeah, just tough luck with injuries for this guy. I feel so bad for him this year. As well, yeah, as I, well with uh with, with Shabbat like. I was really only half watching the last game against Colorado and then I shut it off after four nothing. Like, would you say he was really bad in that game too? I think I saw a lot of people on Twitter, uh, a lot of the Shabbat criticism after last game as well. Yeah. I mean, everyone looked awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think there's like, you know, in, in, in this game, even, even including the first period, I think, I think you can, take away okay a few a few players look phenomenal I, I don't there was zero positive takeaway from last game yeah like, none yeah i guess maybe even to the point where you can't even like pick out a specific guy there's like oh he was definitely really bad like way worse than everyone else said yeah just everyone i couldn't, was... I couldn't even be like this guy sucked but he tried no there's like zero effort across the board and mm-hmm. yeah so this 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 game was much nicer by the way we're gonna throw in another uh fun little negative tidbit i don't know if you heard about this but uh that was the St. Louis Blues' two thousandth win 
in Ooh. franchise history. Oh, so God. what a Sens move to let that happen. Sens love giving out milestones. I, I was shocked I on the topic of milestones. I was shocked that Ovi didn't get uh, the goal to pass Gordy Howe against the Sens when he had the chance earlier this year. I really thought that was going to happen. I, I was ready to put money on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also still on the topic of JBD, I'm thinking if Zub is back relatively quickly and mm -hmm. ideally they keep JBD in over Zaitsev, uh, who do you think comes out? Do you think do you think Holden? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely want to keep JBD in. Ideally, Zaitsev doesn't come back in. If Zaitsev and Zub come in and then JBD is sent down, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, that would piss me off. I think I think it has to be Holden, right? I think so. I don't want to take Branstrom out, who should be getting second unit time, honestly, and mm -hmm. isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think I think I think I think you're right. I think it's gotta be Holden. Yeah, and then the, the number seven. Then if you keep no, I guess you wouldn't keep Shabbat and JBD probably. You'd probably go back to Shabbat and Zub. And then maybe yeah. maybe Sanderson with JBD. That's the interesting thing, is I feel like the coach wants to keep like at least a veteran on every pair so i don't know if he would want two rookies sanderson and jbd or like branstrom and jbd he probably wouldn't trust that either so yeah it'll be really interesting to see like obviously it depends how how long zub is out for yeah. but that's an i like interesting the idea conundrum. of yeah i think sanderson jbd would be a lot of fun i like that a lot more than sanderson hamannick um actually i honestly even like hamannick branstrom more than than JBD and Branstrom. So I think uh I think Sanderson JBD has the potential to be a lot of fun. And honestly that could be that could be a pairing for the next five plus years. That would be Yeah, that would that be, sweet. be a really nice pair. If 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 that could be consistent for the next five years, we're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. I think point. we were we, I think what was it us talking about like what's your ideal defensive partner for Sanderson? And I think we both landed on defensive Mm -hmm. JBD might be perfect. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, if I had to compare what I see in JBD to anyone, I honestly feel like he's kind of like Dylan DeMello, which is a guy that we miss at this point. So if if he can be like Dylan DeMello, that that's good. That that would be perfect. Could you imagine a Sanderson DeMello pairing right now? Mm -hmm. Or even if we oh, still had him perfect. with Shabbat, then I feel like that would make yeah. Shabbat look a lot better. <laughs> that would Sanderson help him out. Zub as a second pair. Oh man. Oh, what could have been. But the Sens really needed that the third round pick, I think. Uh, yeah, I Is think it was a third. Was? I wonder. I wonder who we picked with that, but I, I have no clue. It's if you, if you want to fill in some airtime here, I'll look. <laughs> you want to look it up? Yeah, that trade of Dylan Demello is just just one that I remember everyone finding really weird at the time. Like most people excused it as like it's a UFA, so. He he probably didn't want to sign or whatever, but it's not like he's a guy that would have cost a lot of money. And like considering the D's D that we have played like since trading Demello up until now, it's like he's still better than most of them. So it could be all right. It was actually a uh, Levi uh, Merlinen. Okay, so that's not too bad. Struggled with Kingston last season, but uh, he's, he, I think he's doing playing, well this year. Yeah, nine fifteen through twenty two games in in Liga. So. <laughs> maybe maybe that's all right maybe. at least it's something at least it's still yeah. an asset and yeah. it's not like a guy who who isn't trending up at all it, it, that's exactly. weird though to do kind of poor in the ohl and then go to liga and then do way better that's kind of funny 
That is really strange. Yeah, you you think he'd he'd be going because he went into Kingston for probably what his age nineteen season, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even his age twenty. I don't remember what. I should probably double. Let me double check. What year was he? Because he, he was drafted. So he was a 2020 pick. So that was 18, 19. Yeah, so that was his age 20 season and he struggles. And that was a oh no, never mind. He's a late birthday. He's an August birthday. So it was his age 19. So now he's in his age 20 season. Now he's and 20. Kind of okay. crushing it. Nice. He's kind of crushing it in Liga, which is That's good to see because I feel like other than uh what's his name? Sogard, I feel like we're a little bit weak on the on the goalie prospects right now. Hey, you know who the top scoring defenseman on his team is? Oh, okay, wait. David Runblad. I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna uh, say David uh, Runblad. I believe you, I believe you, I believe you. I think we had there's a slight there's a slight lag there. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I, 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 wanted, uh, I was about to ask uh, you, is it a former Sen? And then he was gonna be the first the first thing out of my mouth. Yeah. Although uh, I am a little bit surprised that he's still playing. I thought he would be kinda Actually, I guess his rookie year when he came here was probably like 2011, right? So he's probably not that old. I'm just... Uh, yeah, he's 32. I feel old because it was so long ago that he was uh, property yeah. of the Senators. That's, that makes me feel old, but he's not actually old. Yeah, he's... God, he's yeah, he's only, he's only about six years older than me. <laughs> that makes me feel old. Yeah. Stanley Cup champion David Runbland. That's right, 2015. Wow. <laughs> That's my favorite fact about him. I, I have to oh. I have to call him Stanley Cup champion every time. Him and Vermette. Yeah. Oh, was that on the same team? It was, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure Vermette was 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 Vermette 15 or 13. I think mm. he was 15. I think that was like the very end of his career. Yeah, yeah. I think something like that. But yeah. Was it Vermette? Let's see. It was Vermette, yeah. It was, yeah. Antoine Vermette, who had three points in 19 games with Chicago, hmm. but then the playoffs had seven points in 20. So Okay. Well, okay. All right. Well, since we mentioned goaltending there a little bit with Marilinen, I'll shift it over to the goaltending that's on the sense currently. Like, I feel like we have to yeah. at least discuss uh, that little gaffe by Cam Talbot tonight, or I guess big gaff, because that ended up being the game-winning goal. That was just, uh, as soon as that happened, I that was when my mood was just killed for the whole game at that point. I was just angry from that point on. Oh, Charlie is currently frozen. Hopefully he gets back here soon. Hey, you're back, you're back. There we go. Okay, cool, yeah. I was able to hear you through all that, luckily. Um, Yeah, that was real. Honestly, even, even the first goal felt... A little soft um but that one especially mm-hmm. uh we're gonna be we're gonna see we're gonna see steve um yep on dang it's with his yeah um that That's exactly was exactly what i was thinking just brutal um yeah and i mean like not the worst game other than that first period for mm-hmm. talbot like solid throughout um and i guess at the end of the day like he still had a 900 save percentage so it's not the worst but those are two at least one you should never give up probably two yeah that first one still felt a little a little that that, that neighbor's goal was a little little weak i feel like if we came back and won this game i wouldn't even say anything about talbot maybe just maybe just in a sort of like lighthearted manner poking fun at that one goal but just the fact that that ended up being the game winning goal just it just stings and uh, yeah, sort of on the topic of Talbot, I wanted to bring up because uh, Trevor Shackles oh, I know tweeted, where this is going. yeah, 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 he tweeted just Philip <laughs> Gustafson's hockey DB stats, and I saw you replying that, to that earlier today. So I wanted to 
pick your brain on how you're currently feeling about that trade. Gustafson wouldn't have nearly those stats on the Sens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Minnesota is much better defensively. Um, I don't know if I don't know how they are as a whole, like where they stand as far as defense goes, but they're definitely better than the Sens. Definitely. Um, even though they're doubt, even though they're considering dumping Dumba and and we'll pick him up apparently. Oh, which will probably just help Gus. Um, yeah, literally. Uh, that's a whole other thing I want to talk about too. But yeah, the the whole yeah. So that's upsetting. I I mean I feel like. If that trade had never happened, it's it's just as likely that their stats are flipped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so too. Also, Gustus is getting a lot more starts than I expected him to get. Yeah, I have to say. I guess because I, I mean, Flurry's old. But yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Just Flurry getting yeah. up there in age is probably probably the main reason. And obviously, like Gus does have pretty good results. But but yeah, I didn't expect him. I expected yeah. him to be kind of like a twenty game backup, but he might already have. 20 appearances i'm not even sure or close to that yeah that's a good question i think it was at like does, does it say like 22 games I, played or something? I do have it open at 17 17 okay so he, yeah he's getting up there yeah and he he played 18 for the sends last year it was at 892 so it's almost the the same sample size but yeah that's what going from the sends to a team that can actually defend will do for your stats i i do so yeah i do think though it'll be interesting to follow after Flurry is out of Minnesota if if they try to go to Gus as the starter because I think that will then uh, be when we can really judge the trade at that point. If Gus is able to become a yeah. good starter on Minnesota, then it's going to be looking rough. But if he stays kind of as their backup or 1B, then I'm not mad about it because I, I understood yeah. the, the rationale of the move at the time to bring in Talbot. Like mm-hmm. Gus, Gus was just so inconsistent here that... Uh, Talbot, you feel like is a uh, is more of a, a goalie that can cover up a team, a team's like defensive warts. We've seen that earlier in the season, like that game against Boston, where they had like twenty five yeah. shots in the third period and we still won. Not not as much of that tonight as he had the the one mistake, but but I got the I get the rationale in that trade still. So I'm not mad about it yet, but it it could become one that we're looking back on. Yeah, what scares me is the fact that, yeah, so through 17 games, like we've said, Gus has a 925. He's also only 24 years old. Yeah, still So trading a 24-year-old who puts up a 925 save percentage looks bad, but trading a 23-year-old at the time who put up an 892 for a well-established, granted older, but well-established, solid starting caliber goalie, looked great at the time so even if this trade turns into a nightmare i don't think you can ever fault the the strategy behind it 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 kind of gives me ben bishop vibes except that bishop was performing better for the sense before we traded him yeah although although gus was kind of expected to be like the starter like the top goalie prospect for a couple years there so yeah. just hoping it doesn't turn out like that, but it kind of that's in the back of my mind. The Ben Bishop trade is a little bit in the back of my mind for sure. Fun fact: I first heard about the Ben Bishop trade because your sister was on her phone in science <laughs> class and just fucking yelled, "Ben Bishop went was trying to lightning," and I was like being the nice student because I was like, I think it was 
I don't know if it was on trade deadline day. It must have been like I think around it was. the time. Yeah. And so I was being the good kid who was really struggling in science, trying to pay attention and not be on my phone. So like <laughs> I got the news from her. So. Oh my god, that's that's such a Megan uh, thing to just to just yell that out in the middle of class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out! Shout out to her! Shout out to my sister Megan. But yeah, uh, informing me of Ben Bishop trades. Yeah, so. that, I think I think that was one of the first things uh, you mentioned when we met after we got the the hosting jobs. You're like, you're like, is that your sister? And I remember, and you remember specifically that moment. Yeah, that's that's a very clear. Yeah, yeah. God, could you imagine how? Co- I mean, we love Craig Anderson, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a. Um, that's a, that's a player that I don't I'm not on board with retiring the number, but definitely like put him up with with Redden. Yeah. Um, but how fun would have been like those five years where Bishop and Leonard were both healthy if mm. those were the guys that the Sens held on to? That was kind of before most teams kind of started switching to the tandem goalie setup. So it would have been interesting to see yeah. at the time that would have been a killer tandem if you had both those guys. Both those young guys just uh, competing. That definitely would be an inter- interesting alternate future because Andy Andy was always that guy, kind of like I said about what they were thinking for Talbot. He was always that guy who could definitely bail out the young team and just make 50 yeah. saves on any given night. But it would have been interesting exactly, to have yeah. those those two top young goaltenders battling it out as well. Yeah. Can we can we talk about... So I want to go back. Can we talk about the whole the Dumba rumors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's so funny that like fans of the team are online being like, all right, so here's what we should do. Just like blow up the bottom six, call up Greg and Sokolov and just see what the kids have. And management's like, we need to get like Dumba or Klingberg. Like it's just like completely different trains of thought. Um, I don't think I've seen that much talk about Klingberg, but like, honestly, like if the Sens are looking at a rental, who's going to potentially move the needle a bit like that makes sense. Anaheim's going to be selling off everyone, not named Zegers, Drysdale, McTavish. So like that, he's going to be on the board for sure. Yeah. Um, God, it's just, we've been here several times. Where I say the season's done, and then the Sens win three, win three, put them like three out of like four, and I go, well, maybe, and then they lose, and I go, oh, it's done, and it keeps going back and forth. At this point, please don't trade the first round pick. Oh my god! Please. If the first gets traded, we will be like screaming at the camera on this show. That that's the worst thing they could possibly do is specifically that first round pick. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what you're trading for a rental other than picks but that first needs to stay in this draft yeah not to give too much away about our schedule but you you are booked for the first game the day after the trade deadline oh. so if something horrible happens i might have to jump on that yeah. one as well, we'll have and to, we'll just lose our minds we'll have to look out for that for sure the yeah. sends are going to trade a first get john klingberg <laughs> he's going to go zero points and a minus three and that lost to columbus the next day and we're gonna lose oh, our columbus as well. <laughs> Can you imagine oh my god that's that's oh. the nightmare scenario for the deadline but yeah i actually had a couple tweets saved here on this topic of rentals at the deadline okay we had we had nhl watcher he had the tweet or not the tweet the quote from friedman in his tweet uh i guess it was from the 32 thoughts podcast and he was saying 
that despite where the Sens are in the standings, like he still expects the Sens to go out and get a, a rental, specifically a defenseman, which I think has everyone. Is this, is this like a statement? Is has it just been like we're trying? Yeah, yeah. The like... reasoning, the reasoning that Friedman said was to show the players and fans that they won't coast the rest of the season and compete as hard as they can, but. Ugh, I feel like you, you want to see that. some compete call up the kids that are going to yeah. fight for a roster spot next year. You can do that with what we I... currently have already. I, I, you don't need yeah. to bring in outside pieces to show us that you're competing and that you care. Like at least yeah. try to make the changes that you can within the organization at the current moment before going like wasting assets to go outside, you know? Yeah. Come March. If, because at that point, I don't know how many games are going to be left. Like, whenever that happens, 2025, 20, if that. Yeah. So come March and the trade deadline's up, up, up upon us, and this sounds like we're going to get that defenseman rental when, the, say, there's 20 games left and you're 15 points out. Like, that's just stu- – just call up a few guys and see what you got for next year. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to call it at that point. Like, I think so – if they if they make the move in the next, like – 10 ish days fine that's a bit more understandable Mm -hmm. but even then like listen 19 21 and 3 past the halfway point yeah yeah two games below 500 now god don't buy like don't buy come on it's just it's just bad asset management flat out yeah for sure and the other tweet that I wanted to read is a little bit of uh, friendly fire here because it's STPN's own Adam Wild. He oh, he had no. quote tweeted the tweet that I was just paraphrasing, and he and he said that this is the right call if they go on a run to get in and get the players back from injury. You never know, and he says like the Sens have done this type of thing before, going going on a late season run, but. I I just had to call you out there, Adam, because we're we're not uh, we're not vibing with that take. Listen, I think we both like Talbot and Forsberg enough. Neither one of them is a Hamburglar. Yeah, there's like exactly. it's not it's not gonna happen. Like it happened once, and then and then the Sens lost in six in the first round. It was a fun run, but like who gives a shit? <laughs> um, in 2015, so Sens were January. I want to upset myself thinking about who they could have had in that first round, <laughs> like oh, in that draft. In the Hamburglar, you know what I mean? The Hamburglar year. Yeah, if not for that Hamburglar okay. run in, um, yeah. So that was the McDavid draft. It was the McDavid draft. Yes. So if no run happens, McDavid or Eichel, right? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, if we stay. Because that first round was so stacked. Yeah. That first round is unreal, absolutely unreal draft. I'm trying to remember. Was it Dylan Strom who went third? Yeah. Yes. But but yes, then but then Marner, Hannafin, and you got some other guys then for the rest of the top ten. So there, there's a couple a couple not not quite elite players, but but yeah, that looking back on the Hamburger Hamburglar run is is kind of funny like that because it's like we could have gotten a a, a superstar player yeah. if that didn't happen. But it was also some of the Say best the Sen, memories yeah. that we've had the last. Say the Sens picked what like 10th give or take somewhere around there mm-hmm. say they maybe played 500 on the rest of the season like they still like play like still overachieving and playing 500 just not having a goalie who goes 21 2 and 1 or whatever the hell it was that he went ten, past you know, you got like guys like yeah Timo Meyer Miko Ranton and a couple uh 
bus not well not full on bus like Austin Krause is having a good season with Arizona but then they had Dennis Gurion up then Zboril Debrusque Senesha and then you got yeah then the, the run yeah. falling Boston right Barzell Connor oh Shabbat, the Boston run <laughs> uh Erickson Eck uh Brock Besser Did Travis Connecty Colin White that year I think Colin White and Shabbat yeah oh both that's right it was both in the same draft yeah yeah God, Travis Connecty having a hell of a season with the yeah Flyers. I remember everyone wanted him in that draft year he was, he was a oh, couple, I did too. I, I went to a lot after, of right? yeah. I went to a lot of 67s yeah. games those years just because uh, we got my, my mom and I went to like just about every home game because that was during the time that Lansdowne was being um, right fixed up. So they were playing in at, at CTC, and so being in Barhaven, we're like we're going to take advantage of these cheap tickets. That's a 20 minute drive instead of a drive downtown, right? So watching Konechny, granted on an awful team, so he stood out a lot. So that probably made my bias a bit stronger. But he looked so so good with the 67s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah. and he he's finally putting it all together this year. It's a little yeah. bit a little bit unexpected, but he was still a really good player uh, before that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all that to say, Adam Wilde, you're wrong, dude. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> Sorry, Adam. We're not wrong. feeling that take from Adam. Can, can uh, we not, not feeling yeah, not feeling the not? rentals vibe this year. And kind of on the same topic, but a little bit different. Just to close it out here, in terms of like, can like when I think of a rental, I'm like, you must think that you have a shot at the playoffs in mm. some capacity at least, right? The next two games are both against Pittsburgh, who are currently in the final wild card spot. And well, they're they're tied with the Islanders as well, who who mm-hmm. got a point tonight, and then which was against Washington, who is the other wild card. So they got two points, and the Islanders got three. At this point, the Sens are now nine points out of a playoff spot, and both games are against Pittsburgh. So if you don't win both, you're screwed. There's no chance. Like I think these next two games yeah. are definitively like where we will actually get a little bit of hope if we win both games, but. Probably not, and this is probably going to be where we stick a fork in the sense, uh, because uh, Pittsburgh getting like winning both or even just winning one, then it's like a ten point, ten or eleven point gap at that point. Winning both, it's like twelve or thirteen points. So uh, this is the this is the time for the sense. They got to step it up, give us some hope against Pittsburgh. Otherwise, I'm totally out. Yeah, no, you're completely right. And the problem is there probably are a lot of people that agree with Adam. Uh, just like. I think I'm pretty sure they've talked about this on on the SDP a few times, but the St. Louis Blues have ruined bad seasons for everyone because yeah. everyone oh like we have a shot. It can happen. St. Louis Blues did it that one time, the one time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So I think Sens fans, especially because Sens fans are like, I mean, well, everyone like I mean, the Blues. It was 2019. It's in very recent memory, so everyone's like, well, the Blues did it, and the Sens have the Blues did it. Also, the Hamburglar run. So, like, yeah, I we think got both. As pessimistic as this fan base is, there's it's a lot of pessimism with like, but you know, mm-hmm. it could happen. We, um, we've seen these weird miracles before, but it's you can't count on that, right? Yeah, um, I don't think the blue, and that's the thing too. Like, just looking on them on paper, that Blues team was deep. It was an underachieving team. Yeah, the Sens are an sure. underachieving team, but they're not nearly as deep. No way. Not even close. No shot. And I mean, that was also a, a miracle run from Bennington too, right? And I don't think the Sens have any goalies with a miracle yeah. run built into the season. So. Yeah, you have Hamburglar in one and Bennington in the other. He was doing basically exactly. the same thing. Yeah. So, they yeah. don't have it. 
Yeah. I think he just got to I don't want to say I don't want to say sell anyone because honestly all all the pieces that the Sens should want to hold on to are locked up for a good bit of time. So mm-hmm. If we'll you can see. get anything for, for like Brassard or Watson then do that. Yeah. But otherwise yeah, fifth, otherwise sixth, no. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I I'm, I'm I'm hoping for a very quiet trade deadline. It should be ideally. Yeah. But yeah, with just to wrap it up with four losses in the last five games now, the Sens are getting closer oh. to bottom five in the league than they are to a wild card spot at this point. So the next, like I said, the next two games against Pittsburgh, very crucial. I am, I, I don't want to go full team tank. So I am hoping that we can at least win the first game against Pittsburgh and, and give us a slight bit of hope. Maybe we can beat them twice right. and then get right back in that little spot of we're kind of close, but but I, I don't have much optimism at this point. No, we, uh, listen, we got some fun games that mattered in January. I think that's all we could ask for <laughs> yeah, at this point. <laughs> that's more than we've had the last five years. So it can't be too yeah. bad overall. I was thinking about that as well, how like, this is the highlight of the last five. This 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 empty, awful feeling is oh. the highlight of the last five years. So, oh my god. You know, anyway, we'll we'll end it on that. Yeah, awful yeah. Note. <laughs> Sad stuff here tonight, but hopefully yeah. we can get a little bit more to cheer about in the next game against Pittsburgh. I'll be back for that one. Uh, everyone, thank you for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe to SDPN. Uh, have a good night, everyone. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.